Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Hello, Lori King-Taylor. Hello, Lori Gorell. How are you on this day? I am fantastic. Thank you very much. You know, and I have to admit, if you would have asked me the last few days, I probably wouldn't have had that answer, but I'm back to fantastic. (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that you're back to fantastic. (laughs) We all have those days, don't we? (laughs) We do. And thank goodness I don't have them very often, but yeah, I'm back to fantastic. All is well. I'm so excited about today. And as you know, I'm usually pretty excited about talking with you and our topics, but Today, we want to look at one of the important factors of emotional intelligence in identifying our values and beliefs. Yeah, I think that understanding and identifying your values and beliefs is really critical for a leader, but not even just for a leader, for anyone to be able to sit down and say, what is it that I really do believe? What is it that I do value most in life? And when we can really understand this, it helps us out in so many different areas. So to kind of define what I'm talking about when I say values and beliefs is your values are kind of those beliefs you have about the world. It's your judgment about what's essential in life. And I think you call it something else, right? I do. We call it life's intentions and it's having that point of focus and what's important to us in the world. Right. So those life intentions or values really help direct our interactions with how we're going to react and how we're going to respond in different situations. And kind of really understanding what your values are helps you to become just really clear on what's important to you. And that's going to enhance your self-awareness, which is a big part of emotional intelligence. It was a game changer for me years ago when my coach worked me through this process. And it's still a tool I use now and that I use with every client because it does work your self-awareness. It brought so much light to why in some areas I was frustrated and in other areas, I felt like everything was humming along. It really shined the light. Yeah. I think when you truly know and understand your values, that critical part of living a happy, well-balanced life, because I think when we're out of line with our values, there's something in us that isn't settled. And we may not be able to put our finger on it if we really haven't evaluated our values and evaluated what our life situation is at the current moment. And when you can do that and you can finally put your finger on what just doesn't feel right, what's out of balance for me, then it is a game changer. It is. There's two tools I use that I do this. And when I use it with life's intentions, I I literally have them written out on an index card. So I'm so way old school. I know I'm, I'm old. I like paper. I carry around my life's intentions on an index card. Actually, it's an old recipe card. 
And it's lined up vertically like a spine. And I do that because it, for me, it's a visual. And it says, if I needed to tell a chiropractor where I'm out of alignment, where would it be? And it forces me to go through them and say, where am I not demonstrating my values? Where am I not demonstrating my life's intentions? Because that's a clear indicator because I'm either not bringing something in as it aligns to my values or I'm not having output as it relates to my values. And that is my little test, if you will, when I am feeling out of sorts. Oh, I love it. I love that you keep that on an index card because that's one of the things that I've recommended to my clients is I have this uh, values identifier worksheet and I have them go through and everything that's a value to them, I have them circle. And then we go back again and say, okay, now choose your top 10. If you, you know, from all of these that you've circled, what would be your top 10? And then we look at the top 10 and we go back and we choose five. Really, if you had to nail it down to what your top five beliefs are, and then be able to have those in front of you on a regular basis. So I love that you're keeping them, you know, on this index card, because we have to look at them on a more regular basis, because it's easy for us to get off track. Sometimes the world gets crazy, right? We get crazy. The world gets crazy. Our schedules get crazy. Like you said, we're out of alignment and that just kind of brings us back in. So being able to really assess where you're spending your time and if where you're spending your time aligns with your value system, all this time and effort that I'm putting in, that's making me tired and is sending me around in circles. Does that even align with my values? And if it doesn't, maybe I need to make some changes in my schedule. And even beyond the schedule, maybe I need to make some changes in my attitude, right? right? Or even how I'm viewing something, because as we both know, there's multiple viewpoints of everything. And I might be feeling really overwhelmed, but if I take a look at my values and look at where I feel like I'm struggling, it's like, Seeing if there isn't alignment that I hadn't connected before that can release that overwhelm and put it into a a different perspective. Yeah, exactly. And I've noticed with myself and with my clients that we tend to be falling into more of a negative bias. You know, everything that's coming at us with what's been going on in the world in the last year, year and a half, we kind of end up in this downward spiral. And I even found that for myself. And one of my values is I believe that people in general are good. I believe um, I have a very strong faith base. So I'm, I'm, typically a very optimistic, upbeat individual. And when you find yourself in that negative spiral, it kind of brings it back to, wait a minute, this isn't who I am. I'm not a complainer. I'm not one that talks negative constantly. I'm not the one that looks for the bad in things. I always try to look for the good. And so being able to look at that and say, okay, you know, I've fallen in this I need to bring it back to align with my beliefs based on my faith and my beliefs based on thinking that people in general are good people and being optimistic about individuals. So, you know, kind of bringing that back too, and and we've done a lot of work with that with clients and is saying, okay, we've, we've kind of fallen off the wagon over here. Let's get it back. And how, oh my gosh, it just feels like this burden comes off of you when you're back in alignment. 
I think that described perfectly something that's been going on with, with me. I'm moving back east and making the trek back across the country. I, I was having this huge overwhelm and frustration. And those are always indicators for me to tell my client, you know, when you're feeling the frustration or you're feeling overwhelmed or even cynical. It's an opportunity to look and see where are you out of alignment. So, okay, coach self, you're overwhelmed, you're frustrated, what's going on? Check my life's intentions. And here's where the reframe came in, and I was able to pull it back in. Well, it's really important to me. One of my values is is being an adventurer or being adventurous. And I'm like, well, if if moving across the country isn't an adventure, what is? So I, I was, instead of looking at it like a, a heavy burden, instead looking at it like, no, this can be my next grand adventure. And it really did bring everything back around. And, and quite honestly, that's why I'm able to answer today, I'm back to fantastic. Well, I'm so glad you were able to do that because I know it's been a tough transition for you going from California back east. But understanding our values also helps in our decision making. So you were talking about one of your values is to be adventuresome. That's also one of things I value. I love exploring, doing new things, being very adventuresome is when we're faced with some of those challenges or those decisions, like you're faced with, do we move? Do we not move? And then in the workplace, there are decisions that we have to make when we come back to, okay, where does this decision align with my values? We make better decisions. Uh, And a lot of times we just make quick decisions and we just kind of go with the flow or go with what we're feeling at the moment, which we know is never a good thing, right? Because our emotions are all over the place. But when you can go back and align those decisions with where your values lie, you're going to really be able to make better decisions and decisions that you can really feel good about in the long term. Yesterday, I was using that for a workplace scenario, helping them make decisions based on what's important to them. And the one scenario if you don't focus on what you're feeling right now as the negative thing going on with your team, if you said, I'm not going to focus on the negative, I'm more interested in, in this case, the value or the life's intention of being an effective manager, how would you approach it? Right. And I think when you're talking about being an effective manager and approaching it that way, one of the other good things to remember is the people around you and the people that you're serving, their values are going to be different than your values are. So we all have different values in life. And maybe even we have some of the same values, but they may fall in a different order. And a lot of that depends on where we are in our our phase in life. A lot of it depends on where we are in our careers. But I think how important it is to understand as we're making these and we're going through life that, you know, somebody else's values may be a little different than mine. And I need to understand and appreciate their values as well, even if they don't align with mine. I think that's a great way to frame it, because if they're going to come at it from being an effective manager, part of being an effective manager is that awareness 
that other people's values are different. And it does all come into alignment, whether it's personal or professional. Yeah. And, and I don't want it to seem like when we understand that other people's values are different than ours, it doesn't mean we change ours. It's just that we understand someone may be coming at it at a different place. So my values are still my values. And just because Susie's values could be completely opposite of mine, it's just that understanding that awareness, but it doesn't mean you have to change or sacrifice your values. Nor does it make theirs wrong. Right. It's just, again, understanding. We've talked a lot about this in in our podcast. It's really getting to know your people and understanding them. And, And I think, too, when you have a firm grasp on what your values are, they're going to help you react better in difficult situations. If you take a workplace environment situation that's very tense or very stressful, sometimes we react in ways that we wish we hadn't. We're not living what I call our intentions. We're not living you know, out the person that we want to be. And so when we're really aligned with our values, we can handle those difficult situations better. But when we've lost touch with those and we're just kind of floating through, we may not react the way we wished we had. So very on point. So if if we go back to my overwhelming frustration with the move and not having taken the time to refresh and be present with my values, I know that I've reacted to different situations and even my husband and how I respond to him. And I'm like, holy smokes, how many times do I have to ask for a do-over, right? Yeah, (laughs) I'm not doing this well and I keep having to ask for grace. And thank goodness people give it to me. But where you are so on point is if we make it more part of our regular practice to be aware, then we might not need to ask for grace quite so often. (laughs) Well, and especially when you know you're in that situation, you know you're in that overwhelmed situation, and maybe you're having to tackle something that you're not happy about. Um, You're tackling something that you don't necessarily feel good about, you're not jumping for joy, is being able to wake up in the morning and say, okay, today I'm going to live my values. Today I'm going to live my values. And, and, and just kind of doing a meditation on these are my values and today I'm going to live them. It's kind of like when we talked about emotional hijacking and triggers in a previous podcast is knowing that I could be triggered today. I love it. She just held up a sticky note that says, am I being the person I want to be right now? We have to do that, right? We have to be able to say, I know this is a rough time for me. I know that I'm not going to be at my best. And so I need to be constantly bringing it back and saying, okay, today I'm going to live my Mm -hmm. values today. And I've identified what they are. And I'm not going to be ugly to my husband today. I'm going to take time to breathe and think before I react to my husband. I'm not going to be gripey to my kids. I'm not going to be mean to my coworkers. I'm not going to fly off the handle in staff meeting because that's not a part of who I am and who I want to project to my people. 
Yeah. In that post-it note that I, I held up, I was on a Marshall Goldsmith uh, class last week, and it was something that, that he brought up. And you tend to get those knocks in the head. And the longer it takes you to get it, the knocks are a little harder, <laughs> a little more painful. This little knock, it's like this finger poking at my forehead. <laughs> And it's like, are you getting it yet? Right. And then it was my, oh, yeah, I need to, I need to refresh. I need to, to go back to my basics and, and realign on my values. And that can be for you personally, but for the leaders here, it's like, what knock in the head are you getting? What finger is poking you in the forehead? What keeps happening over and over? And feeling more and more agitating or painful that it's time to step back and, and refresh on your values and say, am I being the person I want to be right now? Yeah, sometimes it's kind of like your your cell phone. And I've had this recently with my cell phone. It's so loaded with videos and pictures that it started being wonky. It started being slow. I needed to delete some things. I needed to take some things off and we need to do that in our life. We need to take some things off. And then I had to reboot. (laughs) So we need to unload the things that are not a part of who we are and then reboot. And I think that takes us to another good place where we have to reevaluate our values over time. You know, we need to do this, you know, not every day, but maybe every, every year when, let's say, you know, your New Year's le- resolution, maybe you sit down and, and you realign what your values are because our values will change over the time. Uh, they'll change based on where we're at in life. You know, when your kids are young, you value, you know, certain things at that time in life. Or when you're new to your career, there's certain things that you value. And just as we age things change. And so I think doing a reset, you know, once a year to sit down and say, okay, these were my top five values last year. Are they still where, what I value most? Is there something that would take the place of these? And when we do that, then we're continuing to live better in the moment that we're in and not trying to live to old values. I always recommend a a 12 to 18 month look, right? And this is exactly New Year's is when I use mine. It's when I'm preparing my, I don't necessarily set resolutions. I do set goals for the year rather than a resolution. Resolutions are hard just by the word resolute. Um, Goals for me, it it feels better. It's, It's more forward looking. So I, I use my intentions for that, you know, my values and every goal has to have one of those attached, has to have a a value, a life intention attached to every goal so that I always have some focus toward it. There's always some action. And so sometimes I think that's where we feel frustrated and overwhelmed is maybe we're not taking action toward a goal. Not only are we not demonstrating a value, but a goal is, is being sidelined too. And and that might be causing a source of frustration. I mean, this is such an important part of our life. And should be a huge part of our life because it really does determine the direction that we're going. 
And, you know, are we continuing to go in the direction that we want to go that gets us to the end place? And, and one of the things I have my clients do is write their eulogy. And my clients are always like, what? But I'm a firm <laughs> believer on beginning with the end in mind. And there's not much more end than your funeral, right? <laughs> and when you can look at writing your eulogy and what is it that you want people to say about you when you die? Those, that's where you start figuring out what your values are. You know, this is what I value because when I'm gone, this is what I want people to be able to say the most about me. And it's kind of like putting that GPS in. You, you have that end destination and you're going to your GPS system will give you routes to get there. And there may be detours and there may be roadblocks, but as long as we keep that lined up, then we're living that life that we truly want to live. And when we reach that end destination, you know, we can die with no regrets. We've lived the life we intended to live. Oh, we could have a, a whole conversation on eulogies. I do remember writing mine for my coach. It's, it's not something I've, I've used in practice with, with my clients. It's interesting. Maybe I should bring that in. But my coach used that with me. And I'm wondering, wonder where that is. I wonder if I'm doing those things. And, I, and I, I'm sure I, I am. I, I have a, a pretty purposeful life. So I'm feeling pretty good there, but it would be fun to find that and, and dust it off. But it also reminds me of reading some really interesting eulogies that were like, oh boy, did their family like them? They might've loved them, but did they like them? Because <laughs> the, yeah. the eulogies are, you know, a little almost sassy uh, about the person. She definitely did it her way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what exactly does that mean? You know, the other thing, Lori, I was at a funeral where somebody was actually standing up and talking about the dearly departed. And I knew the dearly departed very, very, very well. And the whole time this person was talking, they were saying wonderful, glowing, amazing things about the person. But none of it was true. And oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting with my family member going, who the heck are they talking about? So... <laughs> Those were the things she wanted to have said at her funeral, but she didn't live them. And so people are going to know at your funeral if they're saying things about you that you didn't actually live. <laughs> Where everyone's kind of doing that sideways look going, what? Oh, I know. It was, was great. We were, we were chuckling. We were like, who is that? That's not the person that I knew. So, so let's talk, Lori, about practical solutions for extraordinary leadership when it comes to values and beliefs. First off, make your list. Take the time to get your list together. You can start big, narrow it down, and then take one more swipe and get it down to five main values, life's intentions that you're going to focus on. Then after you really narrow those down to those five, look at them and look at your life and determine if you're living those values. And if you're not, what needs to change? Another key takeaway was the other person and recognizing that just as you have your values, they have theirs. Doesn't mean you need to change, nor does it mean they need to change. Right. 
Well, Lori, again, this was so much fun. I thoroughly enjoyed the time that we spent together today. And I will so look forward to our time together next week. I can't wait. Till then. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. For Lori King-Taylor, visit trinityperformancesolutions.com. And for Lori Gorell, visit upwardsolutionscc.com. Until next week.